Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Well, it wasn't pretty, and it ended even worse, but we have a lot to look at, a lot to dissect with the latest BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. We appreciate you hanging with us. Hit that thumbs-up button. Make sure you're subscribed as well. It's myself, Jess, Rachel, all here trying to make sense, of, and you, of course, out there. So we'll take all of your comments, all of your reaction, the good, the bad, and I'm sure the extreme ugly is we all got to witness our football team, Jess, play a game that came down to the wire. Nobody can ever fault them for not making it exciting down to the wire. But we see this a lot in the NFL where a team starts to get momentum. They start surging in the right direction and they get tripped up. And a lot of times it's because of their own doing. Unforced errors is the term you'll hear. My goodness. I, look, nobody lost their job today. It's it, the theme that- I have someone that like, lost their job today. Wait, wait, wait. I stand corrected. Okay, before before we get to that, that's the lead. So I don't want to bury it by any means. Somebody lost their job today. Jess is going to tell you who. But Jalen oh, Rager. Jalen Why does Jalen Rager still have a job? Maybe exactly. It's there. Okay, fine. Yes. Yes, the remnants of Jalen Rager's job should be long gone. And look, your your expression right there, I think, is like that should be the shot that represents this show. Like that just uh, is, is what we all th- – this is a team that showed us they have an identity that moved the ball consistently on the ground leading up to this game that had a playoff hope and was surging in the right direction. And then, Jess, they – dare I say, vomited or even worse, defecated all over themselves today in a very winnable football game where they should never have been down. No, they should never have been down. And I think it was brutal across the board today. I I mean, obviously the first place you got to start is the turnovers by by Jalen Hurts. Um, I would still love to see a better replay of that first one. Every tweet and, and comment that I saw, especially from people that were in the stadium um, saying, you know, that it, it should have been PI, you know, what have you. So I would love to see that one again. Um, I hate the decision on the second interception because, you know, in, in the multiple timeouts that were had in, in all of that, you know, you have to have that conversation with your quarterback of if your first read isn't there. You got to throw that ball away and not not do exactly what he did. And that third one was just horrific. But even in spite of that, Jalen Hurts still had them in a position to win that game at the end. And still getting zero help from his, his head coach and his play call. Where is, where is Devontae Smith in, in that last drive? Why is Jalen Rager being targeted 16 times to try to win you a game? That is asinine in itself. So not only is, you know, did Jalen have a terrible game? He still puts you in a position where you can win in a, in a situation they should not have been in nonetheless. But then you're sitting there and you look back and you're like, I watched three different balls that should have been touchdowns that hit guys in the hands. Didn't get, were, were not catches. 
hit them in the hands, and then hit the ground. One to Greg Ward, two to Jalen Rager. I'm going to say what we're all thinking. Justin Jefferson makes that last catch on the goal line with <laughs> eyes closed. <laughs> One hand. <laughs> I can make that catch on the goal line. He yeah. wasn't even contested. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He, it, he might not, he might have been a little short of the end zone where they would have had to get down there and they would have had to run another play. So that would have been difficult in itself. But also, it wasn't it, it wasn't contested. It wasn't even a jump ball kind of situation because the opposing defensive back was behind him and right. didn't touch him or jump with him. Like, you know, it, it was a a really Poor effort, in my opinion, offensively today. I mean, in terms across of the board. across the board, I, yeah. I mean, bad. It, it's frustrating because I, I think you're right where Jalen Hurts and the offense and, and shame on them for even being in this position at the end of the game, but they were in it. And you can't take that away from them by all means that they actually had a chance as crazy as this is to win that football game. But at the same time, that had to have been the worst half we've ever seen, at least Jalen Hurts this year, play. Oh, in. Yeah. And here's here's where I think you're on to something, Jess, because I think we're going to walk this line, as narrow as it may be, of trying to explain what happened on the offense without sounding like we're absolving Jalen Hurts. Because I don't yes. think either one of us, Rachelle, is going to be here with us. None of us are going to look to absolve. But I think that you're on to something where the offense kind of got caught, like we see in the NBA a lot, where it's just what? Hey, let's just see what Joe's gonna do, dude. You got to move. You got to move. You got to be part of the offense. Like you can't stargaze. You can't get caught star watching. And I think that there was this sense of like, oh, don't worry, Jalen's gonna bail us out. Jalen's gonna bail us out. And that goes back to the point you made about Sirianni personnel in the in the fourth quarter. Like you have to be creative. That's where a coach steps in and says, we need to help our quarterback out. We need to do things to help this guy out because he's already thrown three picks maybe even five when the day was all said and done. Seriously. It, it, that's exactly it. I, I, no one's going to sit here and try to absolve Jalen Hurts of any blame. Jalen Hurts is going to also get up and, and at a podium in you know 25 minutes, and he's going to take all of the blame on himself. But at the end of the day, what you're still seeing from him is this, this leadership and this kind of, you know, it looks like he goes out there and he doesn't remember what happened prior to when he steps out on the field. So he still goes out there and he's still doing everything he can to try to lead this team down the field, lead them to a win. And I think that's what makes it, it what what makes me so angry is when you see things like drop balls for a guy who's going out there knowing that he's playing like garbage and still yeah leading you in every sense of the word like that's when that frustrates me so much more because he's giving you everything he has and while I understand that yeah like he, he played one of the worst games I've ever seen him play I it, that might be his worst game I think it is, ever. Yeah. and that's and that's fine that happens I get it and and no one's going to sit here and say you know we shouldn't blame Jalen Hurts at all for this loss, but there were so many other things that went into it as well that just 
you, you can't put it all on on one person here. I mean, the defense didn't do their jobs at certain points, too. The defense made dumb mistakes here and there. There were too many holding penalties on the offense, and that you know happened when Jason Kelsey wasn't in there. So Jason Kelsey was half broken and made himself go back in there because – you know, you had things co constantly coming back because of Holt. So giant momentum killers left and right. You know, you still have other guys, unfortunately, Boston Scott turning the ball over as well. Um, you've got guys dropping balls. Like there were just a lot of things that, that happened. And and even, you know, just dumb decisions. Final drive of the game. Kenny Gainwell hasn't hasn't set foot on the field. And that's who you're, you're going to rely on to get you down the field. Like, thankfully, it it, that was fine. But it just. It's a risk, though. It doesn't make sense. You're right. No, no, see, see, that's the thing. We can't let the end justify the means because right. then you're in the situation of throwing to Rager deep down the field. And granted, and, and to your point, I saw Patrick up earlier on the chat saying, you know, they should never be in this position in the first place yes. to throw the ball deep down to Rager. And then BP makes a decent point here, though, too, Jess, in response to that, which is he's a first round pick. So I think we all need to make a decision and you kind of led us down this road. So I'm blaming you as the Pied Piper here. All right. But we are either giving up on Jalen Rager or we're not. I'm on the I'm willing to give up on a meaning. And this is what I mean. It's not like, oh, bust. But what I mean is if we're giving up on Jalen Rager as a whole, he shouldn't be in that position. That should be Devontae Smith. That should be a Dallas Goddard. That should be somebody ahead of Rager. If the team is still doing this, well, then it's not really reflective of the game plan. And then that goes back to your point about why is Gainwell out there at the end? Why is Jalen Rager out there at the end? It's not consistent with the game flow and the script that we've seen with players. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not catching the Giants' defense. Oh, man, we didn't prepare for Jalen Rager. Oh, we didn't prepare for Kenny Gainwell. It's, you're not catching anybody off guard. Right. It's like you're trying to outsmart somebody else, and you wind up outsmarting yourself. Look, T Which was, we've seen it before. Yes, yes. They got lucky with Gainwell. They didn't get so lucky with Rager. No. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, you look at both of them and everyone wants to talk about Hertz's accuracy and whatnot. And obviously it wasn't great today. You know, the, those three balls that were dropped touchdowns were perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, why is Jalen Rager taking a ball off the hands and off the face running down the <laughs> sideline? A jump ball that hits him directly in the hands. If I, I can, I, I will literally tweet out this picture. There's a, a picture circulating right now of him up in the air no one touching him with the ball in his hands. And and he drops the ball. And same with the ball to Greg Ward. No one else could have gotten to that ball. That was right where only Greg Ward could get it. It was the perfect spot, and it was right in his hands, and he dropped it. So it's it's these things that you're just like – like it, it's it's just – and again, you're wondering why these are the two guys that are being targeted on on these things. Yeah. At the end of the game, you 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 saw a clip of of Devonte waving his hands in frustration at Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, before the fourth down play. Like, it doesn't matter. He could have the entire defense draped over him, and I would trust him to come down with that ball more than Jalen Rager, untouched by himself in the middle of the field. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's no reason. I don't care if Jalen hurts throws the ball 18 times. Devontae Smith needs to be at like a 65 to 70% target share each and every week. There's just no excuse at this point to not try and force feed him. And look, for all those people out there that aren't paying attention to the league, when you have a number one, that's what you do. You force feed a target like that. It, yes, 
I'd rather lose with Devontae Smith having a ball thrown to him in double coverage with a chance to make a play than rely on somebody who's ice cold. It's just so rare. There's a reason why Rager wasn't involved in the game earlier on or Kenny Gainwell caught his first pass on their final drive. Like, there's a reason why this stuff is happening. Yeah, it's it's I, I mean, it's been so long. People like in the Eagles organization forget how to utilize one, how to utilize a guy who like I don't know. But also after the Denver game, how could you not just continuously go to to Devonte Smith over and yeah. over again. I mean, that was the first game where he had that elbow brace on, right? He he that was that was the first one and you're like, "Okay, what's going on with this elbow?" But that's still when he goes up and makes that amazing catch in the end zone. Over the top, comes down with it, gets his feet in bounds and and that should have been solidified all like you're exactly right. 65 plus percent target of 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 what they're doing i i can't i i can't for the life of me figure out what goes into that decision making or 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 who in their right mind thought that was a good idea today because it's once again something where you know we're sitting here and you know who the hell are we but we could have done a better job of making that decision today i've never played a football game in my life i've never played it down a football in my life I could have made a better decision there today. Don't sell yourself short, Jess. You, along with the rest of the city, were all yelling and screaming at Nick Sirianni to run the ball for the first, what, six weeks of the season. So it doesn't matter if you've played a snap or not. We all were ahead of that one. I think we actually have the benefit of the doubt when it comes to criticizing this coaching staff. Look, Devontae, four targets. Dallas Goddard, three targets. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 31 times. I just... I don't understand how the strategy is to continue to spread the ball around when you have two guys who talent-wise are definitively better than everybody else. It's not like years prior, right, where Carson Wentz was throwing to Greg Ward as his one. We don't have that. We have a definitive guy. They took in the freaking first round. They just paid Dallas Goddard. They traded Zach Ertz because of the confidence they have in him in that position. These guys should be sitting there as the top two targeted guys every single week, unless somebody gets hurt and leaves the game. I, I'm like that's what really frustrates me more so than the final score. It's it's failing to just recognize what you have in front of you. I mean, it's just I can't <laughs> even like I, I don't even have words. Look. I'm sorry, that look was perfect. <laughs> I just I can't. I can't put into words <laughs> what happened. Like, where, how have we gone from the last three, four weeks right back to where we are right now? I One just, day. yeah. I just, and, and, you know, here's, we're, we can sit here and scream about the offense all we want, but another great comment here from Josh, an underrated stat, not even four quarterback hits, no sacks, minimal pressure. I'm so tired of us thinking our D line's incredible. They just aren't. You know, they, they did play Saquon Barkley very well, but I mean, collectively they, they, they didn't play well either. You know, yeah. like they let them, they, they let up the drive, the, these, these complete momentum killer drives, no matter what they were going 90 yards up and down the field, no questions. And, you know, nothing there either. I, I mean, across the board, nothing went well. Of course, you know, the first, the automatic thought is, is, 
Jalen Hurts, and that's you know where your mind goes immediately because again, he's the quarterback, blah blah blah. You know, yeah. the leader of the team, and and yes, he had a very poor game, but so did everyone else, and and all things can be true. You know, not to mention, I, I mean, we have to talk about it. The the referees were abysmal today. Every single time the Eagles were on defense, the Giants' offensive line was getting away with all kinds of crazy holds left and right completely, um, which didn't help either. Uh, so, but that's, you know, that's at the bottom of the list at this point. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was just, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. It, it was a bad game across the board. There's really nothing positive that came out of today. I'm trying really hard to think of something, and I I have yet to come up with it. So here's where I'm going back and forth. And let me preface this by I wouldn't lead by giving Gannon any credit here by any means. It's, I'm still juries out, to say the least. But I'm struggling with them only giving up 13 points combined with the fact that the Giants and they won the game. But I'm surprised that the Giants are competent enough to even get 13 points on the board. They look that bad. So I, I don't know how to. Really, and, and I say this with no loaded answer behind it, Jess, and to the chat, Rachel, and everybody else out there. And yes, Job Martin, cut Rager ASAP, I think is definitely the feel and vibe of the show. But I, I don't know what to... The reason why I'm frustrated, Jess, is because I don't know how to take away that moving forward. Did the defense really play well enough to win this game and then had a couple of mistakes that ultimately cost them, really, and you look at the offense, they didn't do any help. Or was it, this was gift wrapped. This was a 13 to 17 point Giants offensive performance because that's just who they are. And it would take a royal screw up to give up 30 points to this Giants team. Because if it's the latter, then I don't know how great I feel about things moving forward defensively. This is just, hey, you took advantage of a matchup this week that you're not going to get until you play the Giants again. Um. I do think it would take a, a colossal F up for the Giants to score 30 points. I do, because they still looked really bad today. Um, I thought that they had had moments where you could maybe see something. I think a lot of it was a little bit of, you know, a, a, a fresh start for them, a little bit of the rejuvenation of getting rid of Jason Garrett, having someone new in there, just that, that little bit of momentum shift that kind of went their way as well um, for them to tighten some things up that have looked so bad in the last couple of weeks. But I really do think they're, a, a, you know, a 10 to 17 offensive team, a 10 to 17 point offensive team. So I don't think that that, the only scoring 13 points is a credit to the defense because, uh, because, you know, going back to, uh, you know, what we were just talking about from the defense, no pressure, no, no quarterback hits, no sacks. I, I mean, they're not doing anything to blow your mind. No turnovers this week. Um, and Daniel Jones is typically a turnover machine. Mm -hmm. So there, there were a lot of things that, just went right for them that I think was a benefit to their little shakeup. I mean, think how bad the Eagles were last year and then putting Jalen Hurts in that resurgence that they had and that little bit of life that it breathed into that offense. Um, and I think that that's more so what happened today. And that was an, enough to 
beat an Eagles team that was clearly just, I don't, sad. They were sad today. It was sad. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now, with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. Sean makes a great point here. Sean Poynier on the chat makes a fantastic point about being most upset that it was a complete regression of momentum this team had and it just being an ugly loss. That's the what. And I think that's a great point. Jesse raised that at the beginning of the show as well. The what is it was a regression. It was a full-on regression. Now, the why I think will be telling is the why that they just got caught smelling their own shit and it was one week and it's like, hey, man, we're, we're good. We're playoffs. They're listening to the radio, TV, us, everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get caught, which happens, which happens a lot in the NFL. We see this. This is why upsets. Or is this, is this who they are? And I don't mean 13-7 to the Giants, but I mean back to 31 throws, back to Jalen being the running game and it not really mattering extreme example of turnovers, but it's more an embodiment of mistakes, holding calls, turnovers, just terrible times to make mistakes, the worst times to make mistakes, all really a team that's just not fully together. I, you know, I don't want to make that extreme of a statement, but at the same time, I'm hoping for their sake and really our own sanity that this is just them buying into the hype and they got caught one week. Just that's what happens. And and that's the thing that we've been going back and forth with all all season. We don't know. And yeah. we thought we knew and we don't know. We we don't know. We have no idea what this team we don't know if it was, you know, that they, you know, just just got got caught, got too cute, it or if, you know, this is who they are. I don't know. We don't know. And I don't know what to uh, attribute that to because you're right. There were a lot of extremes on on this game, but I have no idea. I, I still don't know what this team is. I, I mean, now we're sitting here at, what, 12 games in, and we still don't know because after four games, we thought we had it figured out. They were consistent, and all of a sudden, it all went to hell in a handbasket again. So, yeah. you know, it it, it – it's so confusing and so exhausting. I'm it so is. tired. 
No, it is. It keeps us on our toes, all of us on our toes, by all means. But it is. And and I know we'll, we'll hit Rachel with Twitter. She's doing a fantastic job making sure all of your comments are up here, by all means. And look, to Tony Fuller's point there, I, I see Robster881. Let me address what's actually on the screen first. Started to feel really uneasy, so favored. Nothing the team has done since 2017. Look, it was actually the opposite. It was a three-and-a-half-point line. It did move to four at, at close, but... Maybe that should have been even more telling, which is an Eagles team that was surging against the Giants team that just hasn't looked good. Yeah, it's a divisional game, but it was it was a tight. So maybe from a vocal standpoint, everybody was on the Eagles. I'm sure there's a national pregame show, right, where it's probably on Twitter already, Jess, where it's a still shot of all of the helmets, right? Philadelphia, Philadelphia across the board. And mm -hmm. some asshole Giants fan is out there milking it like, ah, we told you, we told you. Screw that stuff. It's just right. a matter of look it was a short line from the jump but tony fuller i think brings up an interesting point here and look it's not a yes or no it's not a hurts is inaccurate or hurts is accurate for me it's he's a young quarterback that needs to become better and more accurate throwing the football doesn't mean that he's not accurate by any means but it means he needs to get better and i think that's what the the soul searching or the truth, whatever people were trying to find this year for this team, trying to figure out what you had in this team. You have a really dangerous weapon that needs to grow as a thrower, but people do that in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah, it was a problem today, more, more probably more often than not, but does that make sense? Jess, where it's just, it's, it's the trajectory he's moving upwards. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the conversation we had last week of talking about, you know, him and Lamar Jackson and, and their similarities and, and things like that. I mean, Lamar was one of those guys, too, that people literally said he should change positions coming into the NFL. And people were screaming and yelling about his accuracy or inaccuracy or what have you. And then the next year he came back and won an MVP. So, um, you know, it, there are things that can be improved upon. And I think that everyone, again, is has a little bit of PTSD from the last five years of the same mistakes happening over and over again and not getting fixed. And that's one thing that I do think that is not as blatant with um, Jalen Hurts is you, he doesn't consistently make these same mistakes week in and week out. He's I feel like, you know, people want to say that he's constant, he's not growing, he's not, he's not improving. I don't think that's true. I think people are looking for reasons to write him off, which I think is ridiculous personally. But I I think that he does have room to grow. And I think that's pretty acceptable for a 23-year-old in the first year and a half of his job. If if, if anybody wants, you know, people want to scream and yell about Jalen Hurts and, and drafting a quarterback. And, you know, I'm, I'd be willing to put some money down that, you know, at the age of 23, you were pretty shitty at your job too and weren't, you know, as good as you could potentially be and probably had room to grow. I know when I was 23 and in my first year out of college, I wasn't very good at my job either. And I had some room to grow and improve. And now I'm better at my job. Like that's how life works. That's how growth works. And that's how maturity works. And this is a perfect response to that point. The inaccuracy wasn't a problem when he hit Rager twice in the hands or Goddard on the sideline or Greg Ward in the end zone in the hands. Accuracy wasn't a problem there. So while, yes, he has some issues with accuracy here and there, no one is helping him in this situation. Yeah. Today. So, yeah, I understand that he looked bad today, played poorly, but 
it wasn't like everyone else was lighting the world on fire and Jalen was just shitting the bed. They right. all did. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think what's going to happen is we'll see this grow where Jalen right now can throw the football well enough and also frustrate you in the same game. But at the same time, we know that he's dangerous enough to always be present on the field and present an opportunity to either hold a lead, close a game out, or in the case of making mistakes in the first half, find a way to climb out, even if they were his own mistakes. And right. again, we see that a lot with quarterbacks. Not everybody is perfect throughout four quarters, but I do think what's going to happen, and look, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole and probably shame on me for even bringing this up, but I think what's going to happen eventually, and it's probably not going to be this year, but next year as Jalen Hurts, rightfully so, is named the starter for the next year, or at least two moving forward, is we start talking about games today. And we start talking about, okay, if, and I'm not saying he can't, but the next step for Jalen Hurts is, and look, let me again preface this, Jez, not many people in the NFL can do this consistently well, but the next step is it doesn't matter as much who's around him because he's able to overcome. And look, we bitched and moaned rightfully so because Carson Wentz couldn't do that. Not everybody can step in and do that. That's going to be the next phase of it. But that's not this year. That's not next week. Yeah, no. And I just think I, I, you're absolutely correct. At the end of the day, he played a garbage game. And when it came down to that last drive, I still had complete confidence in him to lead them right down the field and, and score and win. I wasn't sitting there. I mean, of course, you know, the anxiety gets to you and you're sitting oh, there. Yes. On your nails anyway, yes. but, you know, <laughs> you, you uh, like I have a lot of confidence in this guy in crunch time like this. And that's something new that we haven't had for a while. So, you know, he's still at the, and again, I, you know, I said this already and I'm going to, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Even though he played so poorly this whole game, he still had them in a position to lead them down to win the game. Like he still put them in a position to win, regardless of the fact that he, they shouldn't have been in that position they were in anyway because sure. of his poor play to start, but he still overcame that and was able to put them in a position to potentially win the game. And I don't, and I know that the emotions get the best of it, and it's extremely easy to overlook that. But in for a guy who's in the first full NFL season of his career, it's not something that can be overlooked when evaluating him going forward and evaluating what this team should do at quarterback going forward. And I think Tony makes a really good point here. You know, he has be, has improved on not being so quick to run. He needs to improve on his ball placement. We can all agree on that. Yeah. There are things he has improved on. And I know that it's so much easier to harp on the things that he is still not doing as well and harp on the I don't want to call them holes in his game because I don't think that they're holes in his game. But, you know, it's so much easier to to get hung up on those things that aren't as impressive or what he hasn't grown in so much easier than to address the things that he has improved on. But ultimately, he has improved. You've seen it. You've seen this team grow around him. You've seen this team gravitate towards him as an individual, as a leader. And I think trashing that and trying to start over would be a mistake. So I think that, you know, after the emotions calm down, I understand he played poorly, but I think ultimately you have to realize that that guy still put you in the best position to be able to come out of that game with a W and 
you know, even though you shouldn't have been there, he still was the reason you were able to, you know, have a chance to squeak that out at the end. I, I think it's a great point. And you're right about the leadership element to it, where the team is clearly backing him. This is not people lying through their eyes or no. their teeth trying to support a Baker Mayfield or even worse scenario where it's just like, yeah, you know, he's our guy. He's our guy. Stop asking me. There's genuine belief in Hertz by all means. I'm laughing because I knew somebody would kick the door open. Matt D on the chat. Doug P would have his team at eight wins so far this season. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what would have happened by all means, but it is funny because from Wentz to Peterson to Schwartz, we can't escape these guys that were here. It's right. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentzing right now. So no no concern there. Absolutely. They did lose to the Bucks. They did. And, and with that huge lead as well. My goodness. Yeah. All right. So Rachel, let's let's hit Twitter, see what we have up there. And again, thank you. And make sure you all are thanking Rachel for doing a fantastic job getting your comments up here i'll say that the best way to thank all of us is just to hit that thumbs up button and of course make sure you're subscribed here to everything we're doing on bgn radio all right i can i'm gonna guess we talked about target share right so i'm gonna guess that jalen rager hatred is at like 70 percent of the target share when it comes to people throwing tweets for sure. If I have any advice for Jalen Rager, it would be to avoid social media for the next week because if he gets on social media, he's going to be depressed. Like everything is just yeah, brutal. Don't do it. Now's not, the, now's not the day for name searching. He's no. going to be depressed. Like, don't do it. My only Ooh. advice is don't do it. But they're just, they're brutal. They're bad. And I mean, it's rightfully so. Rager cannot catch. Cut Rager down. I think that might be the, you know, the title of this show because it sounds fitting. Yeah. Um, where was 88 or where was number six? Why hit 18? We're seeing a lot of that. Catch the ball. If only Jalen dot, dot, dot. Everything is just Jalen Rager for the most part. That's what I'm seeing. What was expected? Jalen Rager's last game, draft a quarterback. So those ones are in there too in the mix. But everything is definitely Jalen Rager. Jalen caught us, cost us. So pretty depressing for him. My personal favorite is the one that says cut Rager. You can keep the third word. <laughs> oh, man. That might, I wish we had something to give out each week because that would be my lead right yes. there. The craziest yeah. thing is like last week when they, when they won the week before we got like 30 to 40 responses, hundred, we're sitting at 142, three word, three words right now yep. responses to, to this tweet. People just like to be angry. They yeah. do. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think when you give them the opportunity to, like Jalen Rager has, like, here's the thing. If I'm Jalen Hurts, I might buy Jalen Rager something. I might buy him, I, I don't know, wh whatever his, if he doesn't have a PS5 or a watch, like whatever he's into, I might buy him something because I guarantee you, as we are doing it right now, the majority of people's focus today tomorrow moving forward unless they're prodded in a certain direction will be the jalen rager not the jalen hurts frustration so i might slide him something there be like hey man look you know i, I get it you dropped the ball and all but just, just take this watch we're, we're good took him off the front page or the back page i mean you know what that but hey you know what 
That's what good leaders do. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that Jalen Hurts did. It just in in that in I don't know if that specifically, but that kind of gesture or something like that in some capacity, I wouldn't be surprised because he's he's going to go out there and he's going to take all the credit for the loss. And people are going to yeah. say, well, "What about the drops?" And he's going to say, "Well, I should have." He's he's going he's going to take the take the and it's not going to be that stupid Eagles PR jargon it's not going to be that those those dumb things that we're used to hearing like it he's he's gonna he's gonna take it and that because that's what he does but ultimately there's just so much blame to go around on this one it's so it 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 was painful it was painful for sure the feeling these last two weeks i forgot the feeling i was just riding on you know cloud nine and after this one it hurt it was nice to enjoy it for a little bit. I forgot. I forgot what this pain was like. Yeah. <sighs> Again, in, in just to try to balance it out a little bit, and I'm not trying to even the balance, right? I think when people say that, it's like this. No, no, I'm taking this and, and just adding like this. It was a divisional game. It's on the road. It's the Giants. It's coming during a stretch where it's a young team that's still learning how to deal with success. I don't think we should say that the season is officially over, like they're going to lose out. But this what maybe it was necessary. Look, the three of us have been preaching patience and have been preaching growth and just trying to understand what we have in front of us. Is this not the best type of growth type game you can get later in the season? You have a bunch of success. Everybody around you is telling you how great you're doing, how great you're playing, how great you're coaching, running, what have you. And then you lay this gigantic ostrich size egg it should bring you back to focus, right? It should. Very humble. I know that doesn't make today. It easy. better give him a I'm swift sorry. kick in the ass. I swear to God. You, go. you said it yeah. better than me. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they have to go out, go up and play Joe Flacco next week. So, and the New York Jets because Zach Wilson got hurt again. So, I mean, they've got a double whammy of like playing the gar- most garbage teams ever. So. I mean, you lose to the garbage Giants. It sucks. Don't go up and lose to the Jets. Like, figure it out and go do what you did two years ago against the Jets when you, like, started the season really iffy and then had 10 sacks against the Jets and everyone was like, oh, it's just the Jets. And it was like, hey, it felt good. So right. do that. Just All do right. That. So let me ask you, and, and Rachel, Jess, let, let me ask both of you here because I think Tony's comment back to reality can be taken one of two ways. We're either back to reality today where it's man, that first half of the season is really what they are just difficult to predict. They're, they're mistake laden. They're just bad more often than not. And then you have hurts, which is kind of the wild card. But what happens if Jess is right? Right. And Rachel, let, let me throw it at you first. What happens if Jess is right? Where the Eagles do go up, they handle Joe Flacco. The Jets are miserable. They're just a bad football team. I don't care what happened today. They're not a good football team, right? So you go up there, you manhandle Joe Flacco and the Jets. Are we back to the most recent reality, which is winning three of four before we saw what happened today? Like, which reality are we back to? I would say once we win this game, because I'm calling it, that we're back to the winning reality. I'm not going to say we're going to backtrack all the way to the beginning of the season. I can't, I I can't see that happening. Like, no, we came too far. So I'm going to take this as a wake up call. I'm going to take this game as like a humbling experience. Like 
yeah, you guys won two games, but you still got work to do, you know, keep, keep it going. So no, I'm not taking this back to the beginning of the season. Cause that was, you know, depressing. I'm going to say after this win, you know, against the Jets, we're back to that uh, winning streak and yeah, things got to go up from here. You can always rely on Dallas shooting themselves in the foot in December as, and they started December a little early. Yeah. This, so, yeah. you know, they definitely did. There, I mean, there's always room, you know, right. there's, there's th- this division isn't solidified yet. And again, with the way that this NFL season is still going, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where this Eagles team could end up. So, you know, they're, they're still in it until they're not. So unless again, unless you're one of those Eagles fans that looks for reasons to be miserable and you enjoy being miserable, you're, you're going to just stay in this, in this mood, but, and that's absolutely true. The reality of the NFL right now, Josh said it is any given Sunday. It's, it's any given Sunday for anyone. So I'm not, I'm going to, you know, enjoy the highs and and be sad about the lows. But if we get a high after I'm not going to, look for a reason to come down from the high that's that's silly who does that yeah yeah Yeah. i I think some of it may just be and and again this is a fault if you are out there expecting this but if you locked in cement before the start of the season that the eagles are going to make the playoffs or you're going to be upset this is not the season for you you're you're not going to be happy and and even if they make the playoffs which is still a possibility i'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs it's you've set yourself up for a weekly, just extreme level of either frustration to joy. Like who wants to live that way? Right? Like who wants to live off extreme emotion every day? That's exhausting. You yes. need 12 hours of sleep to live like that. Right. And, and same thing. Like, do you know how much energy it takes to be angry? It takes way more energy to be angry and stay angry than it does to be to just, just enjoy the natural happy that your body is trying to give you. So so stop <laughs> it. Like don't try to be miserable. If if they're they're in it until they're not. Like yes. so so as if they win and they're still in it, be happy. You know, like it's not like a garbage game at the end of the season where they've been out of it since week you know six because whatever other team in the division is running away with it, and there's a bunch of clear cut front runners in the NFC. And, you know, the wild cards locked in by week 10. It's not even close. And and they've got tiebreakers here and there. So, you know, they're, they're in it until they're not. I agree. See where it goes. You know? Anything else catch your eye that's worth bringing up before we wind down, Rachelle? I'm sure it was a lot on Rager, but uh, anything on Hurts specifically? And again, we've. We've done a really good job. I'll credit both of you as far as being able to discern somebody who actually has valid criticism of Hertz versus just being out there to make sure that their tweet gets read about just bashing Hertz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't understand anybody rooting for a, a like rooting actively for a 23 year old to fail because they want to say, like, I told you so. Right. right. It's not even like, they wanted Spencer Rattler or somebody else here. Right. It's just like, no, I don't want this guy. Yeah. To succeed. yeah. Okay, I've... What's uh? so what's, what else is Twitter buzzing with before we, we uh, break out of here? Um, Anything? If it's all Rager, uh, then Howie Roseman, bring back Wentz. Uh, oh, Jalen's wow. first team. Everything. Smith was open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really saying too much positive over yeah. here. A lot of, a lot of uh, Aguilar memes. 
coming out of it. Yep. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for somebody Jay. to like either Photoshop or, or probably just cut up the remember the guy who was catching the babies? Oh yeah, it's on <laughs> here. Like Agalor. There's a gif of him, like the the yeah, 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 right. So I'm oh, waiting for somebody yeah. to now replace the Agalor with like maybe Merrill or somebody calling Jalen Rager's name and being like, unlike Rager, because at this point we'd have to update it. Jeez. That's, that's pretty much where we are. Yes, absolutely. It was frustrating to say the least, but we appreciate everybody hanging with us. Don't worry. We'll be back. We have more football the following week with the New York Jets. The Eagles aren't going anywhere as far as where they're playing right back at that stadium. The good news is that not even this team, the way in which they played today could lose. If they played the way in which they played today, do they beat the Jets? They could. That's my point. I, it was a leading <laughs> question. I think they still can. I'm going into a sense of optimism. Screw we this. <laughs> yeah, we hope. All right. Thanks to everybody for hanging with us. Hit that thumbs up button, please, if you haven't already. And really, make sure you're subscribed here to the channel. The three of us will be back following the Eagles-Jets game next week. That's Jess, Rachel, I'm Eitan. Have a great week.